to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast with your hosts, Pestel and Ed. And welcome to the Week 12 edition of the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast. Pestel and Ed with you this morning, bright and early recording. Tom is on his way, so he'll be joining us shortly. You'll hear a door open in the background in the moment. Did you enjoy Thanksgiving football, Ed, last night? Yeah, before I have to go Nanites, I did enjoy it. <laughs> go Nanites. I, go nanites. I watched the uh, first game, enjoyed that, and then a bit of the second game. Packers ruined my accumulator straight away by beating Lions. That was a good game, though. I really enjoyed Packers-Lions. Packers look good. Yeah. Outside chance of the playoffs. So, Packers 29, Lions 22. Most players did a job, but Love, Watson, Laporte and the Packers defence were the standouts there. Commanders 10, Cowboys 45. That was looking a little close by the time I started to go no nights, to quote you, Ed. <laughs> so, how did well? Curtis Samuel had a good game, came back fighting fit after being ejected for fighting last game. Prescott, Cooks and Pollard were all standouts as well. 49ers 31, Seahawks 13. I've seen none of this yet, so we're looking forward to watching that later, as I'm sure you will do as well. Um, CMC had that big game we spoke that he was due. Debo Samuel had the big week rather than Brandon Ayuk. And nothing of note for Seattle at all. Welcome to the room, though. Tom of TH Fantasy Football. Welcome, Tom. Good morrow. So what we're going to do then is we'll get into the nitty-gritty of those games in the main show next week. But as always, get ready for your five morsels of fantasy food for thought. Plug and play QBs. This week, then, we have a full slate, but... If you've not addressed any QB needs after yesterday, then you may be having to look elsewhere. Justin Fields, 87% rostered. Go check. It's that line we always say, well, you could be lucky and manage to find him. And he's got a favourable match against Minnesota, so have a look out there. Kyler Murray, 78%. Are people just not paying attention to Kyler Murray? 78%? Yeah. Yeah, again, I think we're establishing this year the kind of line of people who don't have anything to do with fantasy football once they've drafted. And I think it's yes. maybe like... 10 to 15% of people. Or people that once they're out aren't paying attention. But Kyle Murray, 20 plus points both his weeks back. He is definitely worth picking up if you need to and has a favourable last two games of the fancy playoffs as well. Baker Mayfield, we've mentioned him a few times so far this season. He had a tough game last week against the 49ers, only 10.34 points. Before that, though, he'd had four QB1 games and hit 16 plus points in seven out of 10 games. He's been quietly quite useful for you in fantasy this year and he's only rostered in 52% of leagues. So if you're struggling at QB, I hate to say it, Baker Mayfield could be the answer. Tough game against the Colts, but he should do you a job. Your turn, Ed. Time to get defensive. And that's a nice segue into the first defense I'm going to talk about, actually, because uh, I'm going to talk about the Colts, who are the eighth best fantasy defense and come off the back of two really hot weeks before the bye. They scored 27 and 17 points in those two weeks. Uh, and these two weeks included five interceptions and two defensive touchdowns. Admittedly, they took advantage of quite weak offences in the Panthers and the Pats. But this week, they have another weak offence in the books. So, yes, I agree that Mayfield will get you some points, but I expect the Colts to have another good week on defence. They're only just over 10% rostered. It's low. Very low, the Colts' defence, especially the last two weeks they've had. So they're very likely to be available. I genuinely think they could do you an excellent job this weekend. So have a look if the Colts are available. Second defence are the Vikings. I feel like a bit of a broken record. Have you ever mentioned the Vikings yes, before feel, in that section? I feel like a bit of a broken record, but every time I check, they're so low rostered. 
They're just ahead of the Colts as a number seven fancy defence. And they've got the Bears this week. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, I would argue. They have had three single-figure weeks as the explosive plays have kind of dried up a little bit on defence. Um, but to an extent, this is an opportunity really to rack up a big score before the bye. They're 29% rostered, the Vikings, which I don't really understand. Um, and I'm, well, I say I'm confident they're going to get a double-figure score, uh, but they haven't over the last three weeks. Uh, so, yeah, Colts and Vikings, I do think, are on course for some big scores this weekend. Democracy! Put it to the vote! So last week, Tom wasn't with us because of his, as it was billed, his trouser-based incident. Do you want to tell us more about your trouser-based incident, Tom? <laughs> it wasn't, it's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. Trouser-based. Oh, dear. He's shy. So, so we had a look at the age-old fancy question about kickers and defence. We discussed pre-season about the impact of those two positions on your rosters. And it's clear from when we looked at those numbers, when they're in, they are important. People often say that kickers are purely luck, but we saw that year after year after year, the top five kickers did make an impact over the course of the season. This was more about whether we actually want them in our rosters and we can be bothered to play that part of the game. So, in reverse order on the vote, kickers but no defence came in with 5%. Defence but no kickers came in with 20%. Neither, 32%, mean that 43% of people in the vote wanted to keep both kickers and defence in. Right. I think I was surprised about that. I think the argument often comes from not having them in at all from a point of view of not being bothered. And people that are perhaps voting on a poll about fancy football at this stage of the season are probably quite bothered about fantasy football. So maybe that is an impact on it as well. Where are we going this week, though, Tom? This week, we're going to look at rookie running backs. Uh, so I've got the three top, well I, well, I would class as the top three rookie running backs. Who do you want in Dynasty? Okay, so number one, we'll go with the obvious easy one, Bijan Robinson. So he's likely to have gone one or two, obviously, in your rookie drafts. Very high, so you're going to have invested quite a lot of capital in them. Uh, he's got three RB1 finishes on the season, finishing 7, 9, and 11. And he's currently ranked number 17 in PPR. Number two, Devon A. Chan. <laughs> taken a lot later. So probably outside of the top 10, second round, right? I don't remember yeah. him going any sort of uh, particularly much in the first round. No. When he did rookie no, it's, it's actually quite hard to find rookie ADP. Mm. Um, he's so varied so much, didn't he? Yeah. So he's got three, B three RB1 finishes, finishing one, five, and four. Obviously had quite a large stint out. Yep. Uh, so he's PPR 28 ranked. And then finally, uh, favourite of the show, Jameer Gibbs. Taken roughly pick five to 12 later in that first round. I think he's someone that I took in a couple of spots where I had third and fourth picks. If I needed running back, I'd fall to trigger. I think that's where that variance happened more. Didn't need him perhaps more yeah. in the rookie ones. But yeah, around that, I'd say. Who do you think has been best statistically out of all three? Statistically, what as in highest point scoring fantasy or yards or what, what, you, what you're saying? We'll go with highest finish. Most RB1 finishes. They're RBs. Um... Well, I don't think it, I don't think it will be Bijan. I think is it is it maybe Gibbs? Has he just snuck into that? I was going to say Achan because he's guaranteed big weeks, but Gibbs has not only snuck in, but according to Sleeper, he's finished RB three. He's got five RB one finishes, finishing three, one, two, three, and four, and it's currently hmm. PPR ranked eight. Wow! I knew he'd had a. A definite uptick over this kind of the second half or yeah. the middle part of the season. It's his so. use in the passing game as well, isn't it? As we've always said, and the whole fantasy yeah. community says that cheat code for running backs. So there's your three. Which one do you want? 
I think I'd still go Bijan long term, but I, I just worry about him at that roster. We we talked a couple of weeks ago about you know are they starting to get a bit of a history of players just not succeeding there yeah. like Kyle Pitts? But I think I'd still go Bijan. I think it's that situation that we spoke about pre-draft that still stands in a vacuum. Absolutely guaranteed Bijan, then Jameer Gibbs, then HN. But situationally, I would have that question mark. I think I'd go Bijan, but I can see a route where you have Gibbs doing that Eckler-like role for the next five, six, seven years and in the end having more value. But I think at this stage, I will hope a significant change is made in Atlanta and Bijan gives us what we've all hoped for. I mean, I don't think, you know, any of those three are fine, aren't they? There's no sort of oh, wrong absolutely. pick there, really. Absolutely. They will all have their draft slot elevated considerably. Moving on. Beat the waiver wire. So a couple of options for you, and they're both wide receivers. First one is someone we, we could have talked about on the main show, but I thought I'd save him till later in the week because I didn't think he'd be massively popular, and that's Justin Watson, wide receiver at Kansas City. There was some interest on the waiver wire, but he's still only 11% rostered. Now, week 11 was his first week above eight points this season. Uh, he got 16.3 points, as he had 11 targets from Mahomes. I think he only hauled in four or five. Now, the question is, is this an outlier or a sign of things to come? I mean, my answer to that is, who knows, in Kansas City? I mean, <laughs> the only thing guaranteed about Kansas City's receivers is that they'll continue to be unpredictable. I think I saw a quote that Andy Reid is just throwing some things at the board and seeing what sticks. And, and that very much seems to be what happens. So he might be worth a pickup. Could he be this year's Jarrett McKinnon? Who knows? But yeah, might be worth a pickup. And the other one uh, is a wide receiver in New Orleans, and that's A.T. Perry. The rookie finally got some action before the bye as he had an 84% snap percentage, which led to a couple of receptions, including a touchdown. Now, that was in Michael Thomas's absence, but since then, Michael Thomas has been placed on IR. So surprise. that, yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> He's got a long way through the season. <laughs> yeah, he has. Well done, Michael. Um, so, you know, that, doesn't op that does open up a bit of a route for A.T. Perry. Of course, he's going to have competition from the likes of Alave and Rashid Shahid, but he'll definitely get some game time. He'll get some targets against the Falcons this week uh, in a big divisional matchup. They aren't an elite pass defense, but I expect A.T. Perry to get some points. Again, long term, a bit like Justin Watson, I'm not sure. But yeah, a couple of wide receiver picks that were, which, who are pretty much available in a lot of leagues. I've been hanging on to Rashid Shahid. All season in lots of different places. It's so hard. Finally, it's Rashid Shahid yeah, season. Yeah, it's so hard to pick when to play, and he has had a few yeah. spike games, hasn't he? The Red Zone Accumulator. So a different sound drop than you'll be used to on this show each week. That is, we go to the main show and from Sunday Night Bet Club, and we're looking at a Red Zone Accumulator. Now, the reason for this is we're recording on a Friday morning, and... My Sunday night bet club bets from this week is already dead and buried. So Damn those Packers. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> so I thought, let's go for some of those. But the reason we do the Red Zone Accumulator is because it is a very tight to predict slate this week, as we'll see with the odds. So it's going to be simple. We're going to have a majority wins Acker. We have three of us sat here. We need to go instinctively which team we're picking to win. Whoever gets two or three, we shall go for. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. yes. First up. So with odds of 1.8 Steelers against the Bengals, odds of 2.1. Steelers and the score will be 3-0. Oh, <laughs> score as well. No, no, I'm just saying that is how awful that game will be. I'm feeling Steelers as well. Would you go Yeah, Steelers, late? yeah. Saints, 1.8. Falcons, 2.0. Saints. Yeah, they've got car back, haven't they, the Saints? I would agree. 
Patriots 1.5, oh. Giants 2.5. Do we have to pick? I'm going Giants. I'm going Giants this. after their, their performance last week and against the Commanders. And the odds as well are appealing. Yeah. I'll go Patriots just to be different. So, we're Giants win, but you're keeping the moral high keep, ground keep the Patriots moral high ground, win. Yeah. Moral high ground, picking the Patriots. <laughs> uh, next up then, Jags 1.8, Texans 2.0. Ooh, I think I'm going to go CJ Stroud and the Texans. Yeah, got to agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We have a unanimous decision there. Bucks 2.15, Colts 1.73. Oh, so the Colts are at home. Uh, I think purely based on them having a bit of home field advantage, I'll go for the Colts. Tom? Bucks. But, oh, I didn't want to choose. I'm going to go Colts. We're not confident. Tom again. It's going to be me. It's going to be unbearable. Panthers, <laughs> two, Panthers 2.6 and Titans 1.5. I'd rather... Ignore this game happening. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know uh, the Titans are poor, but the Panthers are worse, so I've got to go Titans. I'm going Bryce Young breakout Panthers. Mm, I <laughs> Don't go Panthers. <laughs> I, I, I think we are going to see a breakout as well. Levis. No, I think Derek Henry oh. finally... Gets rolling with the big game. So I'm going to go Titans. So that gives us odds of 42.03. So if we put one pound on, we will come back with 42 pounds. How many pounds shall we put on? A hundred. A hundred pounds. <laughs> five pounds. We'll put five pounds on. Oh. <laughs> so we shall see if that will pay for the TH Christmas drinks. Well, mine. My Christmas drinks. Your Christmas <laughs> drinks. 120. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Week 12 slate. We will be back next week with the main show and hopefully another fancy basic show as well. I'm doing a couple of records this weekend with some guests. So we look forward to seeing you in Week 13. From us and from Malcolm, adios. And Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter. Mark Reed said, Pat, Pat, Pat. <laughs>